going. That's outstanding. Like a farmer in his field. We are an ecosystem of things and ideas. I can pick up some more big words like portmanteau and soliloquy. My middle name is innovation, and my other middle name is paradigm shift. Carry on, James. Carry on. We're going to serve up some juicy stories like a hot plate of pancakes. All right. It's time for another edition of the Channel Futures Podcast, Coffee with Craig and James. I am the editorial director of Channel Futures, Craig Galbraith. Joining me, as always, is our senior news editor, Mr. Anderson, Mr. James Anderson. James, how are you? Craig, I'm doing well. A little haggard. Got these, uh, mm. I don't know, holiday allergies, I guess. Maybe oh. it's the air in Tacoma. I've had this drip in my throat for like two weeks now. How are um, you? Not good. Not good. I- I'm doing well. Uh, and your your hat today, is that uh, that's kind of keeping you warm? You got that damp northwest air hitting you. I mean, I'm sure you wanna, you're trying to fend that off. It's a lot of dampness. It's a lot of... You know, it's my hair isn't settling the way it ought to today. So oh. there's a there's an aesthetic function involved, but you know, we're all we're all That's a little good. bit you're looking good. I'm 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 feeling quite derelict myself. Um, but <laughs> it's where I do my best work, I think. I think so. I think so. Uh yeah, so we kind of uh, you got the green memo today. We've kind of got what three different shades of green. Is that uh, that sweatshirt you're wearing there? Is that green or is that more gray? It looks. Um, that's. It's interesting. It is. It is. Um. I don't know how colors work. It's not. It's not green. It's like beige. It's beige. Okay. It yeah. looks. It looks a little green. Okay. Uh, to we'll me. Take it. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to say it's greenish beige. So then wait, then we're totally color coordinated. Cool. So and you're wearing green? I am. Yes. This is kind of a dark green. I, I call it like a forest, a forest green. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm having so, a lot of troubles with colors. Yeah, I know. It's uh, maybe we're both somewhat colorblind. I don't know. Uh, okay. So. Let's talk about a few things, James. One of them uh, is obviously uh, to our loyal Cassies. We have not uh, been here in a while. We've had a lot of things going on. I think we'll uh, talk about that in just a little bit. Um, case in point, our little intro uh, there uh, from Seattle, uh, where we were having fun. I was up there. Uh, you know, we got together, uh, had a good time, did a few things. Um Went to a football game, uh, my alma mater, the University of Washington. Uh, so we had fun. But the point of this is that that was, uh, that was like in mid-October. So <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed uh, that we've been two months uh, not doing a podcast. But uh, what the heck? We're here now, no, right? Don't even worry about it, man. That was That was a month and three weeks ago. Like, that's a blink of an eye in many people's you know what I mean? I so, and we had a good time. And it's, I mean, hey, it's, we filmed all that footage when we were in England and none of that made, made it to see the light of day. So we're doing much, <laughs> much better, you know? Yeah, we're doing, we're doing okay. We're, we're making up, uh, making up ground. Um, now, part of the reason we haven't done a podcast in a while is a couple of things. Uh, we had the 
Channel Features Leadership Summit, of course, at the end of October. That kept us pretty busy and after. Then the other big thing was the new Channel Futures website. Yes, that's right. It went live here about the second week of November. So it's been it's just been really crazy. Uh, hopefully uh, you guys have had a chance to check that out. Uh, it's nice, crisp, clean, crisp, easy for me to say, crisp, clean look to the website. Uh, all the content you would expect is there and much more. Uh, check it out. James, have you uh, looked at the website yet? Now that I've been, been checking it out, been, been <laughs> wrote some stories for it. Okay. Uh, scroll through. I think, uh, I think some people are pretty happy that um, you don't have to click to page two. A lot of people gave oh. us crap wanted it to be one scrolling thingy for an article. Yeah. So people like that. Nice. Um, yeah. I like our slideshow functionality. I think that's yeah. a hit. A little um, easier. A little easier, right? Yeah. A little faster. Yeah. The load time on the website, I don't know if you've noticed, is much, much faster than it used to be. So that's a big thing. Yeah. And they're saying Google loves it. That's what I hear. That's Inside what I hear. baseball there, Google loves it. Things are faster. Uh, the content is easily accessible. So we're feeling good. We're feeling good. We are. So, uh, James, let's. it seems like an appropriate time, since this is sort of the holiday edition of the podcast, to look back at podcasts past and uh, discuss uh, some of the things we've done this year. We've done 15 or 16 podcasts. We certainly didn't uh, quite live up to our every other week a goal at the beginning of the year, but uh, you know, hopefully nobody's going to call us on that. Uh, but we did yeah, go to video, right? So, how have uh, you enjoyed uh, being on video? Uh, this oh, year? Craig, I have loved it. We're sort of doing a lot of these, like, like the editing time. I think has gone down significantly for you. Oh, so that's yeah. made that's made me me happy. Insider uh, baseball there for yeah. interesting um, or editing. I love this. The uh, it's really expanded our physical comedy. I think I think that really gets understated, <laughs> and now I think people really see that get to experience us in three D, even four D, depending on the type of laptop that they're using. So I thought I think that's been great, Craig. I don't know what do you think. Yeah, I think it's good. I think you're talking about like four K, right? Because 4D would that be like? <laughs> well, it's smell. Time. It's smell. Yeah, I don't know. It's smell vision. Uh, you don't want that, especially you today. I have a, I have a feeling uh, with with your hat, well, they don't want to want to smell that. Uh, yeah, so it's been it's been a good time. Um, we've we've had a lot of fun doing it. I think it's been and been great also to interact our, with our guests in that same way in the video format. Uh, get a little more context uh in you know what they're thinking what they're saying and and uh it's been it's been all good so but how about moments from the podcast uh this past year anything stand out to you that you thought was particularly uh good certainly i think we've had craig schlagbaum on here before maybe but getting him on here in july um just a bit before some of those things went down at comcast um mm. Uh, in, in some ways, like I'm glad we got him on there before um, his his time at Comcast business came near to a close. So I thought that was wonderful chatting with him, talking shop. I always mm. love talking shop with the Craig's. Um, that was <laughs> fun. I got to, we got to have more more 
um, partners, more agent peeps on the show. I yeah. love that. That was a lot of fun for me. I love seeing ARG. Um, we did a we did a deposition with them. That was a lot of fun. The deposition, yes, I re- I remember that they were sitting at a. People have to go back and check that out, but yeah, they were sitting at like a conference table at the end, right? And I think the camera was clear at the end of the table. It was like a Zoom camera, and it zoomed in on. That was uh, that was great. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, well, well, what stood out for you? Uh, a couple things, uh, I think. Uh, one was our interview with uh, Ronell Richards. That was uh, that was real energizing. I came out of that. He's such a great guy, and he's got such a, a cool business model going. Uh, that just having a conversation with him was fantastic. Uh, our very first video podcast, uh, which was the first of this year, with Big Frank, Big Frank, Big Frank. yes, from uh, Cato Networks, formerly of Checkpoint. Uh, that was a good conversation. Uh, and aside from the uh, interviews. I really enjoyed the return of movie night because that was your first opportunity to get a chance to to act in one of our movie night trailers, which used to be kind of a staple of the podcast. So we'll we'll have to bring that again uh, back in 2024. It was big, big, big. Yeah, I mean, honestly, but Big Frank, that, that was great to see him. Ronell, I, I got to see Ronell at a lot of these TSD events. Um in the last month or so mm-hmm. so you know really like someone who's got the pulse of the industry he he's got eyes everywhere um so that was it was fun kind of checking up with him after that and uh saw big frank. that was the pulse of the industry I yeah yeah i saw i saw big frank recently too and it, it was uh it was it was a, a lovely reunion so a lot of these folks you know you get them in the pipeline, you, you see them again, see them again. And, um, it was fun. Yeah. Was fun. yeah. So we'll uh, hopefully promise a bunch more great interviews coming up in 2024. Hard to believe uh, we're saying that already, James, but uh, we'll be back with the podcast uh, going strong, hopefully uh, in January of 24. So as long as we're sort of reminiscing a little bit, James, we talked about uh the website that was sort of a, a big thing uh, from 2023 uh, here at Channel Futures. Also, our events, right? We got up to 8,000 attendees at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo uh, in the spring. We had a great Channel Futures Leadership Summit this fall, and uh, we're already planning big time planning process uh, for CP Expo in 2024, and that is going to be in March, uh, second week of March this year. So. Uh, you know, we'll get through the holidays. We're only going to be like two months away. It's going to be on us, uh, on us quickly. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, things are going to happen sooner than you know it. But they, uh, always, it was, it was, they always do. It was, an, it was an interesting year, Craig. I have to say just a lot of action. People and companies are moving fast. Just just things are are happening at a fast rate, if I had to sum it all up, you know? Yeah, it's a good, good way to look at it. I mean, you think back about the some of the stories of the year. I think the first few months, especially the first quarter, there were so many layoffs at uh, vendors. And we did see that throughout the year as well. But it was especially that first quarter 
where we saw so many. And then you referred to uh, Comcast and Craig Schlagbaum with his retirement coming up here uh, in a couple of weeks and uh, everything that happened there with their restructuring a uh, couple of years, what, after the Mazergy acquisition, uh, that was certainly one of the bigger stories of the year. Yeah, that was, um, you'd heard some some rumblings out of Comcast business from both uh, some some layoffs related to the Mazergy side a little bit earlier in the year and then really happened in a big way um, later in the year and just it, we often get stories about layoffs and we kind of wonder how it impacts the channel and interesting there to see and relevant to partners there, just seeing how there was a, um, the, the riff was part of a, a strategic shift in the way they're doing partner sales operations, or at least mm -hmm. the way partner sales operations are relating to the rest of the company. Um, so that was interesting. I think for me, that was, you know, every once in a while when you're writing, um, you news comes up and it's like, okay, the focus is going to this for the, the coming time because of how the big, the bigness of the impact. And I would say that happened then uh, with Comcast business. I think for me, that also happened with some things that IntelliSys and ScanSource um, near the, in the third quarter. Um, so that, from my perspective, was very interesting to watch. Um, what about you, Craig? Anything kind of catch your mind in terms of some of the news of the year? Well, just to follow that up a little bit, I think that's a good point. We see a lot of those uh, the layoff news with the various vendors, but they don't always have a big impact on the channel. But when you talk about the the Comcast situation, IntelliSys with the shakeup that they had in their, their personnel with uh, John Delosier moving on, uh, and some other execs, uh, that's definitely one we'll be watching going forward because that can have a, a little more of an impact uh, on how partners do business than just seeing some of these uh, random layoffs going on for sure. Uh, I think the other thing, James, is probably um, the M&A. Again, I mean, it seems like we talk about this right at the end of the year. I mean, Broadcom and VMware, that thing just closed, second biggest uh merger in the history of tech. Uh, we have uh, Cisco is buying Splunk. That's another one. A couple of really mammoth uh, acquisitions on the traditional IT uh, security side of the house, uh, cloud and, and all of that. Um, we're going to be watching that as, again, layoffs have reared their ugly head from the Broadcom, Broadcom VMware situation, which you've written a lot about. And certainly beyond that, this is something that's going to be of significant interest to partners in terms of how they go about their business. And so particularly, many have been concerned on the VMware side that Broadcom, in a couple of its previous large acquisitions, hasn't maybe been uh, super friendly uh, as it could be uh, to yeah. the channel. And uh, a little uncertainty out there uh, regarding that one. So we're going to be hearing a lot more of that in 2020. Totally. And I think what's fun what's interesting craig is that we have we were able to sort of track some of this stuff where in terms of you know with broadcom vmware cisco splunk we have uh you'll probably probably be able to see some some articles we've done citing um our sister company canalis where yeah, they're doing yeah. sort of partner approval ratings of some of these deals how likely they are to continue doing business or do more business with them um in terms of like intellisys 
And the other, it, it's TSD peers. We're, we're tracking um, from the, the technology advisor agent community, like which with which of these TSDs are you doing more business with, less business with the same amount? And um, we're going to be, we're tracking that every quarter. So um, we're, we're, we're trying to bring some more data to that, that, that we ourselves are bringing, not just what the executive from this company is telling you or the disgruntled partner from this company is telling you, but we're, we're, we're trying to bring you um, aggregate data from the field. And I'm excited for that. Excellent point. Yes, we definitely have more access to uh, research uh, with the Canalis team and with our uh, Omdia team uh, and everything that you're doing as well. You're uh, crunching a lot of those numbers and uh, giving our audience what they need in that area. So uh, well done, James. Well done. Well, thank you, Craig and Nader. Uh, I, I appreciate the vote of confidence. Team, team, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Teamwork. All right. So uh, I might use this time to mention that, of course, we'll have our annual recap of the top 20 stories of the year uh, that were on Channel Futures. We determine those, of course, by uh, online traffic and, and how they perform in our daily and weekly newsletters throughout the year. I can pretty much guarantee you that all of those things, what about four or five different uh, stories that we just talked about right there, will be in that slideshow. So uh, that's going to go live uh, probably 21st, 22nd, just a few days before uh, Christmas. So you'll be able to be able to check that out on the Channel Futures website. All right, James, uh, let's do what we perhaps do best uh, here on the podcast, and that is not talk to each other, <laughs> but bring on our guest. You want to talk a little bit about uh, what we got set up today? So Stephen Karashinsky um, is at a company that recently got renamed to Zero, um, and they're doing some interesting things um, in the world of unified communications. Interesting services they're doing around unified communications, particularly some of these large communications platforms, particularly Microsoft Teams. So um, Stephen um, runs an MSP named Zero. Um, that is, they are selling through the technology advisor community. So it's interesting to see someone who has that sort of expertise in the Microsoft world. Um, convergence alert. Convergence. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> um, you know, kind of rubbing shoulders with with agents and and making the play that he can be partners. Um, his company can be partners avenue into um, monetizing Microsoft. A lot of agents want to know how to monetize Microsoft, and they've found that in different cases, but. Um, Stephen's going to make the case that there's uh, there's more. That Stephen is not our zero. He's our hero. Let's roll it. Everyone, we're very pleased to be joined on this segment of the podcast by Stephen Karashinsky, the uh, CEO and co-founder of Zero. And we're uh, looking at the show, Stephen. Thank you so much. Great to be with you guys. It's been a fan for a long time so uh very thrilled and appreciative to be here today thanks so much glad to have you we had to got to meet you in person uh in miami uh about a month ago and uh, that was nice and um definitely definitely been hearing your name uh your, your company's name mentioned 
much more in passing these days. It's, I, I hear many murmurs of it. So it's awesome. It's like, but, we also appreciate the, we appreciate the lie at the beginning about how you've been a big fan for a while. So we, we <laughs> like that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, J James wrote it, wrote it out for me. He says, you got to read this. So I, uh, I'm go. complying. I want to be compliant to the 100% good books. <laughs> I love that. So, so Stephen, why don't you start off by telling us and, and our audience a little bit about your background. Uh, where are some of the places you've worked before uh, starting zero and, how did that uh, shape what zeros come to be? Sure, I think uh, I think the most impactful, which is really kind of the the genesis of our business, was when I started out at Cisco. I uh, I spent about seven years at Cisco. Uh, went there right after my MBA, and actually it was interesting. Spent a year in research Triangle Park in North Carolina through a training program. That back then, um, folks like John Chambers uh, brought back into play because him and several of the executives spent time like this at various programs at IBM and HP at the time. And it was, I would probably say it was the best training that I've ever had, certainly surpassed what I did at an MBA level. But that's really where I got introduced to telecom, uh, spent years as an account manager with some channel responsibilities as well. Um, I was in the U.S. for a year, came back into Montreal and worked in the region here for many years. And then after, left to start this business. And basically, it's because we saw lots of gaps where the service ability, capability and delivery of the traditional partners wasn't really providing the type of support that customers wanted, needed, especially when they needed it. So we started this business uh, again, like 13 and a half years ago really to create, you know, amazing customer experiences to delight the customer and help them get the most out of the technology. And while it sounds really simple and like, yeah, everyone should be doing it, it's not really um, the norm. And so that's kind of what Xero uh, is all about. You, you might have heard of us in the past as a company called Stack8. Uh, we rebranded about a year and a half to be Zero, And what Zero is all about is zero hassle, zero nonsense, no BS, starting back from zero to get, you know, customers on the right track to really great experiences, get the most value out of this technology and have this really be a non-event for them so they can go on and do what's important for them. That's love really that. Um, would love to get your take on the state of unified communications. Um, with the players right now, where you know, Microsoft Teams certainly comes up, certainly WebEx comes up, uh, Zoom. What like what's going on in the state of, of UC, and, and how are you positioning Zero um, within those trends? Sure. Um, so I think it's probably. I actually said this a couple of years ago that it was uh, the sexiest time to be uh, in unified communications in a long time because of all of the changes and evolution that cloud brought to the table, the new players that were coming into market, folks like Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Salesforce, it was like, wow, all of a sudden, all of these major application software cloud players are coming into a space that was kind of really foundational telecom in nature made it, you know, really exciting. And now with the advent of, you know, what would be generative AI and co-pilot that you're hearing all over the place and what's going on in these other businesses, I would say it's 
it's even sexier, more exciting than it was before, because now the tools that are out there are really mainstream, not just to be like a phone system or a contact center, but really be able to redefine what a customer experience looks like and an employee experience looks like. And so the players, you know, obviously this market is heavily dominated um, by Microsoft. You can't um, have a conversation about unified communications without them. And it's not just because of the awesome capabilities in, in Teams today and Teams calling, but just how connected they are to everything an employee does throughout their day. Teams is so central with, you know, over 320 million monthly active users. How could you not, how could a business not want to be integrated and tied into what they're going on? Because making it easy for employees to work is paramount and top of mind for most IT leaders that at least we speak to every day. Of course, there's a ton of other players that are are vying for, for, for their spot and have, I think, different um, approaches and ways that they're differentiating. Folks like Cisco, folks like Zoom, you still hear a lot about Ring Central. But I think quickly, especially with this advent of you know generative AI and what, what's happening with Microsoft and Copilots, we're going to see some other major shifts happening really quickly. And I, I don't like to use AI just as a buzzword because it's cool and everybody's talking about it today. Um, but just being at Ignite two weeks ago, I thought I understood what was going on in this space, but I have so much more of a fundamental understanding now of, of how this is going to change things because, and I'll share with you what I mean. Um, the beauty of what this technology is bringing to the table is folks like, all three of us here will be able to interact with the technology and get the information we want, however we want it. Historically, all of the applications and systems that are built are trying to anticipate the me, the way we like to work and how we're going to interact with data. So I have to present it in a certain way where they can kind of guide us on a path. Once that's off the equation anymore, and I can pull a Star Trek and be like Scotty and be like, uh, hey, computer, uh, tell me what uh, Craig's favorite football team is without having to take you through a series of menus and steps to get there. I mean, that changes the way work is done and it's going to really quickly shift the way call center technology is used and approached and implemented within an organization. So I think there's, there's really exciting stuff going on and our take where we're uh, looking at this from at first is how do we create these awesome experiences for our customers? One, to make it easy for them to get the information they want from their provider. But two, once we start looking at how they're interacting internally with their teams and externally with their customers, it opens up a whole slew of, of opportunity for folks like us um, and for, for the community overall. So it's it's a really cool time um, if if you get it and you're on, on board with it. Um, there's going to be naysayers here who's like, oh, this stuff's not real and it's all smoke and whatnot, but I think this is a game changer type of stuff and uh, it's going to be a really cool ride over the next several years. Yeah, the AI is really exciting in this area in particular. Um, Stephen, I'm talking about uh, monetization uh, of teams. This is something that's been uh, talked about for some time in the agent uh, tech advisor community, obviously. Uh, we see a lot of partners that are adding voice solutions to Teams platforms. I'm just wondering your take on how that's been playing out over the years. And, and I guess uh, peer into your crystal ball and see uh, see where that's going. 
Yeah, so I think uh, what's really cool, let's say, for the agent community is this is an opportunity to unlock a whole slew of service dollars that that may not have been present and reachable before. So I think you guys have seen the stats. It's like for every dollar of license, Microsoft license sold, there's like $7 of service and, and whatnot. And there's another stat where there's $9. I, I, I don't remember the exact one, but the beauty that Microsoft provides for partners like myself and through the channel who we're hoping to support and exist is all these different components have to be put together for an overall Microsoft solution to work. They provide you that core license, but all those different pieces are opportunities to um, add additional value and build revenue and, and profitability from. I think as I look out further, so there's there's the core stuff, right? So you could break out PSTN from implementation. There's managed services. There's all the third parties that stick to that, which are additional dollars that can be had, and then devices. That's kind of mainstream table stakes kind of stuff that's been going on for a long time. But where this really gets exciting is how do we start looking into from an analytics perspective? Um, there's nothing that really exists that's tangible to build out analytics and understanding how customers are using this technology, how they're engaging with this technology, how are they being productive with this technology. So if you want to get more close to your customer and help them identify what those you know, ideal employee experiences are and how to measure that kind of stuff and help them along to improve employee engagement, productivity and whatnot, there's a ton of capability to go in onto the analytics side and build out some capability. Copilot on the AI side we just spoke about is another massive one. Um, you know, Microsoft released, for example, a couple of weeks ago, a service co-pilot to help organizations manage their interactions, like at a service desk capability, but they're giving people like us and the agent community, the opportunity to build those for our end user customers and with our end user customers. So there's, there's significant opportunity on the revenue side, uh, over there as well. And then opening up the rest of the ecosystem. So a lot of the agents that we both work with that are involved in the channel futures community have a have a security practice, have a networking practice. Well, that ties in really well with all of the other uh, aspects of the of the Microsoft platform. So when you really look at the service capability that this opens up and helps folks cross the chasm from telecom to IT, um, I think it's going to be huge. Yeah, I like the way I like that phrase, crossing that that chasm from telecom to IT. Um, I'm personally curious of any uh, any wins you've seen um, within customers. Maybe maybe instances where you maybe work with a, a partner to identify a customer that that benefited from your services. And any wins stand out to you? Like, so we got a bunch, James. Like, are you looking? Are you thinking about something? in particular, like uh, more wow than others? Or how are, how are you thinking about that? I think maybe a time where an agent found themselves being able to delve more into the Microsoft ecosystem than they previously thought they had, or maybe something on the, uh, the co-pilot side, potentially. I think, look, the stuff that comes to my mind right away is as you were talking, is the opportunity for agents to stand out and make things so much simpler and easier for their end users. As much as Teams is talked about every day, all day, 
there's still a lot of FUD out there in the marketplace. And there's still a lot of customers who haven't set things up necessarily the right way. Like I can't tell you how many times I've got an agent has introduced us or an advisor to an end user. And they're like, yeah, we're using Teams. But let's say they've got like 20, 30% of their end users migrated. And they've been told a story that they've had to keep this old system for X and Y, Z reason. But it's simply really not the case. So helping these uh, agents and advisor community really stand out and look like heroes in front of their end users and get away from the foundation to start talking about more business impacting technologies. There's been some massive wins. The other area that we've been able to help is sometimes moving your phone system, believe it or not, in 2023, it's still approached the same way that we were doing it in 1999 or any time in between then. Right, we show up to a customer. We got to ask them fifty questions. This stuff's not documented. The customers themselves, who are there today, didn't necessarily set up these systems. They don't know how they're configured. What's really there, and so they're nervous to switch the system because they don't want to miss anything. Right, there's some risk there that someone's going to call a number one day and the phone's never going to ring, and 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 there's going to be some significant um, opportunity to to lose business or provide bad service or whatnot. So helping customer, uh, our, our, the customer and with our agent and advisor gather all of that information from a, and automate those processes to make this easy for a customer. So instead of this taking three, four, five months, we can get it done in a day and then validate this stuff with the customer and bring intelligence to have more impactful conversations instead of just information gathering in 20 and, and, and the, the 20, 30 questions has been really impactful because we get to the good stuff faster and help those end users to get to their time to value much faster. And that's where the magic and good stuff starts to happen. So I think I think the biggest wins uh, thus far has been to just make this stuff easy. Um, no one wants to buy a phone system anymore in 2023. What they do want is help their end users have awesome experiences. And if an end user is using Teams and wants to migrate off their own phone system to integrate with that, and we can get that done in three quarters of the time than it, than it normally should take, that's a massive win. Because then that customer and the agent and advisor can start having those, okay, now how do we leverage this? What do we do with this exciting stuff? And that's when we get into the great adoption, productivity, customer experience conversations. And that's where kind of some of the magic happens. So I think those are some of the biggest wins that we've seen today. I love that conversation around the customer experience simply because as you mentioned, we've we've heard that so much, but we don't always hear real tangible ways to approach it. And I think I think you've given us some of those today, Stephen. So thank you for that. Sure. James, anything else to ask this gentleman? Um, I don't know, just sum it up, like any, anything that, um, anything that you would want uh, the partners watching this to, to take away with, you know, and in, in maybe just a few sentences, like how could they change the way they operate today? Look, I, I think, I think what, what's going on in the landscape, it's, it's really important for everyone to really try and understand that. This is a major shift that's going on in the space where the, our end users are not focused on, you know, what product can help them and best of breed. It's really about creating 
integrated, amazing experiences for their end users. And our customers, the end users, are really focused on reducing complexity, making communications efficient and productive, integrating it within their environment and the applications and the content that they have, ensuring that all of this is done in a secure way, containing costs. These are the conversations that we're having with our end users and with the agents, partners, and advisors that we're working with. And I think where we could add the most value is help them come into having those conversations. And if we can meet our customer, our end user, where they are, then we're going to have the credibility and trust to be there to help them on this massive next wave that's coming with the things we spoke about today around AI and the future of where, you know, UCAS and CCAS is going. And so we'd, we'd love to be that partner. That's where we're focused on doing it. It's a, it's a bit of a new mindset, which is scary for folks, um, but it's better to be on the ride today and help us you know, be at the forefront of this stuff because it's going to happen much faster than things have happened in the past because the tools and the technology to do it are actually available today. So again, it's, it's a cool time. Um, we were a direct business for about, 13 years. We just started getting involved in channel, working with partners and the ecosystem over the last five and a half and a half months. And it's been amazing. We've met some incredible folks that are, are very close with the channel futures community. Um, so we're excited to be a part of this and uh, looking forward to, to having a lot of success with, with the community and being a major contributor moving forward. Excellent. Excellent. James, I was taking notes on what he said for this uh, podcast on customer experience. So reducing complexity, no problem there. You and I are very uh, simple. And uh, I've been describing simple many times. Making, <laughs> making communications productive. I don't know. We have to work on that one a little bit. <laughs> Our guests provide that. So that's why we're, we're glad you're here, Stephen. My pleasure. Thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. And uh, good luck to you and Zero coming up in uh, 2024. It'll be here uh, pretty quick. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it, guys. It's great to be here and look forward to seeing you soon. All right. Good stuff there. As always in our interview, James, uh, Stephen, you know, great business model they've got there being an MSP, working with the TSDs. I thought that was very uh, interesting. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, that's exciting. I, I think, uh, well, one, I've noticed zero popping up in TSD supplier portfolios as of late. That's interesting um, to see the, where they're going to make their investments and to see um, the types of TAs that, that start doing business with them on a consistent basis. We'll be watching for that. And um, yeah, you know, it's impossible to go anywhere in the let's say the IT industry without hearing about things like co-pilot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it is, I think, nice for, um, for partners to, to, to feel that they have a foothold there um, where they can bring in a vendor that can talk about co-pilot and, and bring services around co-pilot. Um, Cause it's just the hype around co-pilot is just so so big, you know, that just, gosh, it's just nice to have hands in that for, for yeah. the agent model. Yeah, I've been learning a lot about co-pilot myself. In fact, I like to think that I'm your co-pilot. 
metaphorically on this podcast. Thank you Craig, for the opportunity. Craig, we all know you're the captain. I just <laughs> I just hold the flight logs. <laughs> That's an important job. So we we know where we're going. You you've mm-hmm. got the got the direction. He who holds the flight logs and the compass, you got to have that. Yeah, that's how the old saying goes. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, okay. It also says he who has has a Tate is lost. Isn't that the old compass joke? I can't remember. Has yeah. a Tate? Yeah, the Tate compass. You know, like he who hesitates, but it's a, it's a, anyway. Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> Yeah, look it up. All right. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. So we mentioned the in the proverbial A block that we got the Channel Partners Conference and Expo coming up March 11th through the 14th. We're back at uh, the Venetian in Las Vegas, everybody's favorite location for that. So that should be mm-hmm. on your radar. You can uh, mm-hmm. register for that now. We'll put uh, the registration link on the landing page of this podcast so you can check it out. Also, uh, on the media front, want people to know that we've got our Channel Influencer of the Year a digital issue coming out pretty soon. It's going to come out in February, just a few weeks before the event in Vegas. Uh, the edit team has been hard at work figuring out who's who's uh, who are the influencers uh, from 2023 that we can include in that special digital edition. So pretty psyched about that. It's one of our, our big events every year. So going to get right into it when we get back uh, from the holidays, James. Yeah, it's going to be intense uh you know it's kind of like time does their person of the year yeah and they no doubt their editorial team had a fierce god that back and forth I should think oh my should, gosh you know it's not dissimilar for us you know it's an editorially driven project so we're the editors are going out and going out into the world and asking people who do you think should be this and trying to gain consensus and our advisory board is 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 making some suggestions and we're we're taking the info we're getting from the industry and trying to put out you know who who do we think is influencing the channel the most who influenced the channel the most in 2023 sometimes for goods uh not always for good but but you know, measuring the impact, the scale of the impact is. Yeah, it's open for interpretation, right? Mm-hmm. Interrogation. Interrogation. I thought yeah. I said interpretation, but I could have I could have bungled that. I don't know. I just heard interrogation. It was a new. I bungled person. a lot in this podcast already, so it's probably because you know it's the last one of the year. Yeah, yeah, it's almost Christmas. Funny you should bring that up, James. About three years ago, maybe it was longer than that, I took the uh, Visit from St. Nicholas poem, you know, Towards the Night Before Christmas. Yes. 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 And I did something with that. I put some um, different words to it a few years ago, some some lyrics, if you will. Uh-huh. And uh, then the next year, I think I would. I did Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer to uh, like as a dedication to you. I kind of sang it. Um, I made up different words to it that were channel related. Well, I'm not terribly original. So I'm going back to the uh, visit from St. Nicholas poem. I couldn't find what I'd actually written before. So this is an, an original of a copy, if that makes sense. I, I put new words to this poem mm-hmm. and I, I dedicate this to you. And all of our friends in the channel, if you're if you're up for it, are you are you ready? I'm down, Craig. I can't wait. 
All right, here we go. <laughs> it was the night before channel when all through our team, we had planned the last panel. We were ready, it seemed. The booths were prepared by the vendors with care, knowing the partners soon would be there. Attendees reviewed the agenda to know to just which sessions they'd want to go. James with his suitcase and Craig his laptop, they knew for a week there'd be no time to stop. Then in Las Vegas, there arose such a fervor for talk about UCAS, security, AI, and servers. Servers. <laughs> yeah. To the Venetian, we flew in a flash, except for James, who, of course, stopped in Marrakesh. You know, he doesn't like to fly nonstop. The whole team assembled. We were ready to go to meet the 8,000 plus who decided to show. Then what to my wondering eyes should appear? An opening reception with food, cocktails, and beer. With friends and colleagues meeting all in one place, we knew we'd see many a familiar face. The next day would be stacked with info for all, plus networking, meetings, and more, you recall. Now expo and keynotes, the peer groups, and more. Not one single thing you could call a bore. TA 101 awards close to James Hart. Top agents in the channel will come play a part. The MSP content will be second to none. Those IT providers will come join in the fun. Vendor parties on Wednesday top off the week. That's just about when the show reaches its peak. Then Thursday, we say our final goodbye till Atlanta comes calling next fall, not July. As you can see, I'm running out of rhymes. How did Clement Clark Moore do it in so little time? He's the guy who wrote the visit from St. Nicholas, in case you didn't know. He had more verses to that, I admit, and stayed more on track with a much bigger head. So back to my point from which I have wavered, Partners get home with all kinds of flavors of tips and techniques to improve their business. Happy channel Christmas to all and to all keep listening to this podcast. Oh, Craig. I really ran out of rhymes. Craig, it was beautiful. The poem was actually, the original was really longer too. I think it had like eight or 10 more lines to it, but I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't do anymore. Craig, that was way too specific to have been written by chat gpt that was amazing craig that oh, was thank that was you that was complex and 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 full of evocative references for me yeah i i tried to i tried to keep you interested because i figured you might be the only one still listening <laughs> so i tried to, i tried to drop your name in there we gotta we gotta resurface that in Mar in march that's a good idea that's a good oh. idea but it did it did actually serve as a bit of a preview it mentioned a few things that'll be going on um, yeah. at the show so uh you know we're going to be talking a lot more about the event of course as we continue casting pods uh between now and middle of march mm -hmm. all right James, what, what you got uh what you got cooking for the holidays here what's uh, you got anything big planned content wise no we got um annual family frisbee golf championship got a defend my crown um got secret santas and white elephants to prepare for um we our football teams have 
big college football playoff games. <laughs> and um, yes. looking, looking for a Detroit Lions playoff push. So let's talk about this really briefly uh, for those of us who are still with it. You, as uh, being a big uh, Michigan fan, uh, spending uh, much of your youth, oh my gosh, look at that, uh, in the state of Michigan, big Wolverines fan. If I did that, um, you wouldn't see a t-shirt underneath, so it, it wouldn't look good. Um, and me being a graduate of the University of Washington, I'm certainly hoping that uh, our two teams are seeing each other in the uh, championship game uh, coming up on January 8th. But we will have fun on uh, January 1st watching them go battle uh, with uh, Alabama and Texas, respectively. So That's it's going to be a good time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm pumped, Craig. I think you're probably hoping we beat Alabama because you might probably be more worried about Alabama than us, but. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know uh, this year. I'm not. I'm. I'm not really thinking about the other teams really that much. Mm -hmm. I think. I think you guys in, in Alabama are pretty, pretty evenly matched. I think we in Texas are pretty evenly matched too. I love the as of uh, when they came out with the um, the spread, they totally disrespected us again, like they have all year, and they've got Texas like a four point favorite, even though we beat them in the bowl game last year. So jackals, jackals. Yeah. Yeah, those those jackals in Vegas, but to uh, with them. No, it'll be it'll be fun to watch, and and hopefully by the time we get together again on this podcast, uh, we'll either be celebrating victories of our two teams if we have a podcast before the eighth, and if not, then one of us uh, hopefully will be celebrating uh, a championship uh, after that. You hope one of us does. I hope one of us does. I do. Percent chance. Yeah, yeah, unless we play each other in the final, and then I don't want you. <laughs> oh yeah, then what, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Sure. All right. So yeah, that's uh, pretty much what I'll be doing over the holidays is uh, fretting over uh, uh, my Huskies winning, and and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, oh, I'm fretting. Just we'll be up here and uh, enjoying <laughs> ourselves in the hills, and uh, mm -hmm. should be a good time. We, uh, we'll each have a few days off, and uh, that'll be great. Get refreshed. It will be. It will be. All right. If you'd like to check out the archive of this uh, podcast, Coffee with Craig and James, which uh, we spent a fair amount of time talking about earlier in the podcast, which was kind of a good uh, good uh, promo for it anyway, mm -hmm. uh, you can go to just about anywhere you get your podcasts. If you want to listen to us on audio, if you want to check us out on Vimeo, there's Vimeo.com. Of course, you can catch both the audio and video. Where, James? On our flagship new site, channelfeatures.com. Thanks so much for joining us. Is that a typewriter again? I'm not, uh -huh. I'm not sure the meaning of that. Uh, we will catch you again next time. He or she or they who hesitate to are will are are lost. I I I that's what you were saying. I thought you said has a tate, but you said hesitate. I get it now. I did. And then I said has a Tate because of the Tate brand compass. Let's look at it. Oh! Up. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. See ya.